1: Thank you for listening to Knocking Doors Down. Brought to you by KDD Media Company.
2: The first thing is forgiving yourself, and you gotta understand that you know no one is perfect. It's not it's not where you've been; it's where you are. Yeah. And if you can uh, do something good in exchange for every single thing you've done wrong, then to me that's um, that's good enough.
1: This episode of Knocking Doors Down is brought to you by Recovery in the Middle Ages, a podcast about two middle-aged suburban dads in their pursuit of life, love, and recovery. These guys are hilarious and informative, and they're brought together by their common struggle. Mike and Nat get to know each other's addiction story on air and realize they have more in common than they thought. Find Recovery in the Middle Ages on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and MiddleAgesRecovery.com. dot com. That's MiddleAgesRecovery.com. This is the Knockin' Doors Down podcast with guest celebrities, experts, and everyday people who've overcome a variety of obstacles, including addiction, trauma, and mental health issues. They've used these adversities as their greatest advantages to live purposeful lives. And that's what Knockin' Doors Down is all about. Your host, Jason, alcoholic, been through some childhood trauma. My awesome co-host, Uncle Mikey over there. Been through some trauma myself, anxiety, depression, all that good stuff. But what are you going to do? Well, we uh, sit down and talk with some awesome, amazing people. We bring a lot of humor to the conversations and kind of dig back into their backstory to get a little more perspective on uh, their overall life scope. Our guest this week, Cesar Garcia. You may, Cesar. Cesar. You may know him from Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, and Fast and Furious 4 well Caesar not only of course an actor but it's interesting how he fell into acting coming from uh, growing up in a community where gang life was systemic it was just there he talks about why he fell into it the lack of support at home and uh, you know just being really a communal thing and almost a way of survival Uh, but sadly the gang life and drugs took his brother's life he was able to make it out and now gives back going to speak not only in schools but also detention facilities for the youth and and so much more so he's incredibly passionate about bringing awareness to that and that it's not the path you have to go down yeah no clearly
3: not i mean from the streets to the screen man that's awesome yeah that's it's a hell of
1: a left turn but good on him <laughs> yeah we have a great conversation lots of uh humor in there as well plus at the age of 50 he looks phenomenal yeah, it's annoying
3: how <laughs> good he looks for 50 years old geez i'm 33 and you know it yeah it's it's you know sometimes gravity's just not fair
1: <laughs> we thank you guys for listening to knocking doors down of course on uh, spotify apple podcast app google podcast of course at kddpodcast.com because you might be like Mikey and visual and if people go to the website they can check it out on
3: on youtube Check Uh, it out. I'm a
1: visual guy. That's right. I need to see it. (laughs) And uh, yeah, check it out. Please uh, subscribe there on our YouTube channel as well. Plus, if you are a fan of the podcast, do us a favor. Share one of those videos. You can get the link there. Or if you're uh, listening here, it's easy to share the podcast with a friend and it helps us grow. And we definitely appreciate that. And uh, we also appreciate 5150LTM swagging us out. We couldn't do any of our podcasts without the amazing support and you. For listening to the podcast, you can get 20% off of all of the gear at 5150's web store. Isn't there a promo code or something? There is. KDD20. What is it? KDD20. Use the numerics. KDD20. And get 20% off at checkout when you go to 5150ltm.com, which the link is in the podcast description. Sick. Um. Caesar Garcia, man, thanks for coming down. It's cool to finally uh, connect, you know. I was uh, as Mikey knows, uh met Caesar at a Comic Con. And I was like, man, I gotta talk to this dude, so it's cool that we got it worked out.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to be here. To yeah. Be here. And 50 years
3: old, goodness. I'm 33. I look older than you. <laughs> goodness
2: gracious. Right?
3: If
1: we could I all got be good
3: jeans, lucky if, if we lucky. could
1: all be that handsome. Right <laughs> Uh, we're going to jump in all over the place, but really the, you know, one of the things that you were very gracious when I met you at that, that Comic-Con that you were filling me in really, you know, the past gang life and really kind of like a thing that people, I don't think realize much like drug culture or anything else, you know, or at the party scene or whatever, you really get indoctrinated in and it. It, it's, it's almost like breaking in an addiction of sorts because you get so much validation within it, I would think.
2: It does it fills a lot of voids, you know um the gang <clears throat> the gang life fills a lot of voids for you, uh, especially if you know if you didn't have like a strong family unit and stuff like that, you know mm-hmm. it fills voids of stuff that you think you know you needed at that time stuff that you know that was that was missing mm-hmm. um and it is very addicting, you know the life itself is very addicting the whole thing yeah yeah
1: well, and it's funny, I remember i was uh, I was a teacher for for five years at a high school, and a teacher goes to me like I don't get it, like why do they do that? I'm like, really? How do you not get it? Okay, these kids, no one that's that's there, maybe a, maybe a single parent or oftentimes a grandparent raising them and the grandparents are old or working or whatever the situation is. And I go, how are they any different than our sports team? They all dress alike, because they know it's their homie and they got each other's back in whatever scenario. And this is like all they know, you know? And so it's kind of, What was it for you? Like, how did you fall into it?
2: Yeah, you know, there's many reasons I think, um, you know, I think about this from time to time, um, especially because I do public speaking with, uh, you know, a lot of um, at-risk kids and stuff like that, you know? So I I think about a lot of this stuff and I can only speak for myself. Um, For me, it was really just, uh, it was normalized in my neighborhood, you know? Growing up, I mean, uh, you know, Gang members, older gang members were normal people to me, you know, Mm -hmm. they weren't, uh, they weren't gang members. These were the people that showed me love, they gave me attention, you know, that made me feel good about myself, you know, people like that. So it was very normal for me, you know, to, to uh, sort of want to aspire to be like them, you know, at some point.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. because I mean, shit, you don't have much to look up to sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what was, uh, like, when did you first, like, how early on then did you start really getting involved with the gangs? uh?
2: Well, like I said, they were always there. You know, I grew up since I was little, uh, you know, gang culture was very strong in my neighborhood, you know, growing up in East Los Angeles in the hood, you know, Um, ever since I was probably two or three years old, you know, I was, I would see, you know, fights, shootings, you know, you know criminal acts, you know uh, drugs and all that stuff, right. prostitution. You know, so I I was, uh, you know, I was, um, you know, it was there since I was since I was little. And like I said, I saw it as something very normal, right. and uh, and I had bonds with uh, with people like that, you know, and they were good to me, so I didn't see it as a problem. So growing up, I always wanted to aspire to be like them, you know. I, I wanted to to be, you know, to be like, like these people that, yeah. that were giving me what I needed. Um, um, I'm sorry, what was, the, what was the actual question? I think I went off a little bit.
1: No, you're good. I was, like, I was curious about like at what actual age then was it, did you get really indoctri- indoctrinated in?
2: Um, I started uh, actually getting into trouble and going to jail before I joined a gang. Mm. And then, uh, you know, um, I'm from the neighborhood that I grew up in. But um, I used to hang out with a bunch of people, even uh, people from like neighboring gangs and stuff like that. And um, I wanted to originally be from the gang early on, believe it or not, I did, but I was too young. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so in the mix of it all and and being influenced by, you know, by the, by the circumstances and the elements, uh, you know, of where I grew up, I started getting in trouble. You know, um, a lot of the kids, you know, there like myself, Uh, might have not had a strong family unit, you know, growing up, Um, you know, and there wasn't a a lot of resources, so uh, a lot of us, you know, started getting into trouble, and uh, once I started going to jail, um, you know, you you become more familiar with with gang culture, you know, Mm -hmm. because in jail almost everybody is from somewhere, Mm -hmm. so you meet guys from other gangs, other neighborhoods, you meet people that are in there from where you grew up. And next thing you know, I, I, uh, you know, I just uh, started going in that direction. I I always knew that I wanted to be from where I ended up being from. Yeah.
1: And it's almost like, I don't think people understand. Tell me if I'm wrong. It's almost like climbing the social ladder within that community.
2: Yeah, sort of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. it is.
3: And was it just your neighborhood or was your, do you have family members who were in the gang as well? Or was it, you said it was something you had always wanted to do because you had been around it, so was your family involved as well, or was it just like the neighborhood kind of thing
2: no, not necessarily it was uh it was the neighborhood oh, okay Got the you. neighborhood, but these people, like I said, uh you know these people were um, were people that gave me mm-hmm. what I was missing, so sure. I had that bond with them, so okay. they were like family and yeah. they are like family now sure. you know yeah. of course, years and years later, you mm-hmm. know decades mm-hmm. later, um, this is really the the only family that I have. Well, it's not the only family that I have, but I have family in, in New Mexico. I have, you know, a little bit there, and I don't have a lot of family out here in California. So, you know, they're basically my family. Right. Yeah. The ones that are left anyway. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. gotcha. Most are doing consecutive life sentences or dead, you know?
1: But wow. the
2: That's very crazy. few that are, that are there are yeah. the people, the only people that I could say that truly know me, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and have been there from day one.
1: Right. How do you reflect back on that now? Like. Like that could have easily been me.
2: Oh, absolutely! As far as
1: that multiple life sentences and
2: yeah, I mean, you know, it's crazy. Um, life is is just crazy when when I think of all those moments that I could have been dead or or, or caught life sentences and, and or been involved in something, you know, on that level. Um, I mean, it it's 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 the weirdest thing. Um, when I think sometimes, would I go back and change anything at any moment when I think of all these crazy moments, and I wouldn't because if I change something, I'd probably be dead mm-hmm. or doing life. <laughs> isn't that crazy yeah. so it's almost it like sense, you can't though, go you back like and that. you know but so I just you know i just uh I take that in and i I use that now uh you know to uh to keep me uh in the in the state of mind that I'm in today, you know, I'm I'm very grateful. Number one, I'm yeah. absolutely grateful to be here today. Um, you know, aside from you know, being an actor or whatever, yeah. every day I this is the honest truth. Every day I wake up, and to be honest with you guys, man, I just um being alive and free is like <sighs> I honestly don't need anything else. Yeah. Anything yeah. else, dude, is just is just icing on the cake, man. Sure. It's just the extra gravy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. meat and potatoes is is waking up every day, and in my own bed, you know what I mean, and waking up. Period, you know. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I I've seen a lot of people die, including my own brother, you know, and um, I couldn't ask for anything more, dude. I feel every day I I realize how lucky and how just amazingly blessed I am. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah.
1: So uh, oftentimes, along with you know. Gang culture and stuff, because, you know, you got to figure here I am. I'm a kid. I grew up in a rural community, farming community, and and my exposure to, to gangs was my parents didn't care what I seemed to watch movie-wise, and here I'm watching Colors, you know, and that, like, that was the first that. And then, like, obviously, you know, gangster rap, because I'm about seven years younger than you, but I was starting to see that shit, and it was kind of a way of educating me, like, whoa, there's a lot going on in this world that I just don't see. Like, is it has it been interesting? Because, you know, people may not know watching this, you do work, you'll go out and speak to the youth and other people where you're kind of educating them about what this is and maybe even a sort of reform that we can bring to it.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I basically sort of uh, share life hacks with them, I guess, if you could say that. Um, you know, there is a lot of moments in my life where I could have, you know, uh, changed my direction, mm-hmm. you know? Earlier than I did, and now knowing that I, I let these kids know, you know, like like these opportunities that you don't realize are there uh, to to get you in a in a better place and in, and moving in a direction that you know where where you don't have to worry about your freedom and your and your life, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, and and just to really just uh, show them that you know that no one's perfect and and uh, and regardless of what you've been through. Um, you can always make a change you can always make a difference that's going to benefit you you know what i mean yeah
0: absolutely.
2: and and you know so that's really what what i go in there with with that and i yeah. try to just share that with them you know and i tell them you know like the only thing you can't bounce back from is death you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying if you're alive you can change and it don't matter how old you are because you're never going to be that old again regardless what you are yeah. you know so i i share this stuff with them hoping that it You know, uh, planting little seeds and hope that it grows into a beautiful plant. You know, and and gives them a better chance in life. You know,
1: absolutely. Well, it's great to be able to be that example. I mean, I can't imagine some of the roads and things that you did, and like you know, and like maybe reflecting. Like, how did you get? How did you feel personal redemption for for yourself and maybe some of the things that you got involved with? I know we spoke before the camera rolls. Definitely got involved with you know, drugs can be a part of the culture and everything else. Like, you know, where was it the the point with you? Like, what's the internal work you did on yourself in forgiving some of the maybe these acts or things like that?
2: The first thing is forgiving yourself. And you got to understand that, you know, no one is perfect. It's not not where you've been. It's where you are. And if you can uh, do something good in exchange for every single thing you've done wrong... Then to me, that's um, that's good enough. You know, I think I can I can die comfortable and and die. You know, with with, uh, with
1: my head up. More with Caesar Garcia coming up on Knocking Doors Down. We talk a little bit more about the work he is doing in uh, gang reform, as well as some of his uh, acting gigs and favorite uh, stories from on set. And of course, those fun random questions stick around for more with Caesar Garcia.
0: 5150 is a lifestyle. We believe in pushing yourself, finding your passion, knowing your dreams and working hard, and always striving to make those dreams your reality. We believe life is too short to sit back and say, what if? Go after it, grab it, and make it happen.
1: Recovery in the Middle Ages, a podcast about two middle-aged suburban dads in their pursuit of life, love, and recovery. Hosts Mike and Nat brought together by their common struggle of addiction. They get to know each other's addiction story on air and realize they have more in common than they thought. They discuss current topics of interest to the recovery community, including 12-step, alt recovery, the newest medical research, and with honesty, humility, and a lot of humor, Talk about their daily struggle to maintain their recovery and anonymity in the world of soccer moms and PTA meetings, if the neighbors only knew. Find Recovery in the Middle Ages on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and MiddleAgesRecovery.com. That's MiddleAgesRecovery.com. A proud sponsor of the Knockin' Doors Down podcast.
2: I regret... All of it, you know, anything that, that involved hurting someone or putting someone in a, in a bad situation, I, I, um, I regret it all, you know, but I can't take it back. I can only do something, uh, to help the next person or, or, you know, for everything that I did, you know, I can, I can help someone do something good with themselves. Yeah. Um, for me, that's, that's really the only way to look at it. I mean, you can't take anything back, you know, you can only do things uh, that are gonna sort of make a difference, you know that's yeah. you know redeem yourself somehow that way, you know, like my brother, you know he died um when I talk to these kids, you know i um the thought of maybe you know changing the direction or the or the or the way that one of these kids is thinking that might you know get him out of mm-hmm. ending up like my brother to me, that's a win, even if it's just one, you know, yeah. out of every hundred or thousand that I speak to, whether it be at a school or probation camp or juvenile hall or whatever you know
1: yeah yeah well what was it with with your brother was it was it the gang life drugs what was the situation for for him how did he pass
2: he was in the life uh he died of drugs yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he died of drugs overdose so what
1: well, were the like i know we, we talked you you had mentioned something that we haven't heard in a long time pcp it's like that that is aging it, you know. That's a little PCP, bit man, people now like what the we've are these had a couple guys people mention about. lewds, so it's yeah. a
3: lot of we've heard some older terms for drugs yeah. that don't really. I don't even think they make lewds anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or
1: what did I mention? Like angel dust one time. Like dudes with yeah, angel lace dust. lace weed with angel, angel dust. dust and yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like yeah, nobody does that, but yeah.
2: There's a lot of stuff back then, you know. Uh, primos, I think Primos are still around, right? The lacing the the joint with uh, crack cocaine, you know. Oh, I right. just think that it those are fun, primos. Primos, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I don't. I don't even know why they call it primos, yeah. but yeah, primos, PCP. You know, juice, yeah. frios. We used to call them in the hood. You know, frios. Oh. You know, man, dipping, also- uh, dipping a dipping menthol. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a yeah, menthol yeah. Into, uh, into this this liquid, man. Yeah. You have to be careful with it because if you you know if you lit that shit wrong, <laughs> it could blow up in your face. What was the liquid? You know what? I, I've never really known what it is. People say different things. I'm not sure what it is, so I don't wanna say right, something right. and it's wrong, but I've you know, never actually like looked it up to no, see exactly course, yeah. chemically, scientifically, what is it that we were some people say it's uh it's um tranquilizer, like horse mm. tranquilizer. Oh, some people say it's uh I don't know. I've heard a lot of stuff, but but this shit was uh <laughs> was the thing, man? In the '80s, bro. That was it. <laughs> was man, you did a lot you, of stupid shit. You did it, you know. And we would have these little bottles, man. We called them, you know, little bottles that that you know. That's how you carried around in your right. pocket, you know. Yeah. And you got some menthol, some cools, uh-huh. you know, and uh, dipped it, you know, ten spot, twenty spot, all the way to the to the filter, you know. And you know, we used to call it one hitter quitter, man, because that's all it took. I mean, the good stuff, you know. You did that, man, and your body was numb. Yeah. Some people can handle it different. I was able to uh to drive and you know do a lot of uh normal shit on it. Mm-hmm. Some people couldn't really even get off their chair, you know, it just depends on the person. Right. But um it was a uh, it was um it was a great drug for a gang member, I guess, because uh you know when I was on PCP a couple of times, I got jumped, you know, to the point that, you know, I, there was blood everywhere, lacerations, you know, split head, all that, and uh, you don't even feel it, man. Right. Some people say it gives you extra strength and all that. I don't know about all that. But <laughs> I do definitely- shit. Did
1: lift up a
3: car or something? Like <laughs> I don't know PC about that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those. Like, <laughs> this <laughs> dude fought off like 30 cops, but he was on PCP. It's like,
2: what? <laughs> well, what it does do is it, it, it numbs you, you know? So mm-hmm. you don't feel pain. Right. You know, I've been in car accidents and all that and walked away and, you know, broken limbs and all that, and you don't feel it.
1: Oh, you don't That's feel it gnarly. until it
2: wears off. You know?
1: <laughs> I could just have this vision yeah. of you, like getting out of a car with a broken <laughs> leg, just running like, like Carlos, hold on, I'll be right there or some shit. Like, it makes you
2: superhuman on that level, I guess. You know, uh, like, I got jumped plenty of times and I didn't know I was losing the fight. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I
3: thought I was winning until yeah. I heard about it. So someone saw me <laughs> yeah. and they're like, dude,
2: what the fuck? Like, damn, you got Oh, bro, like, you need to go to the hospital, you know? Yeah. It's like, nah, man, I'm good. Like, nah, bro, you're not.
1: Like, Caesar, <laughs> we could see your skull. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course exactly. you can. No, I can see. I've heard that one. I really have. Really? No,
2: yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Underneath this cap, I got some, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> some uh, nice ones, the, man. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've literally shit. heard that before, yeah. That's I can see bananas. your skulls. I'm like, man, don't tell me that shit. Uh, yeah, I, yeah,
3: I think that would be so much worse hearing about it. I was in a car accident, and I felt, once the car landed, like, I felt... Okay. All right. But then I'm looking at the oncoming traffic stopped looking and everyone's eyes are wide open, jaws dropped. And I'm like, oh, that's making it so much worse. (laughs) What the fuck? So I can only imagine someone saying, Mikey, I seen your skull. Like that, oh my gosh, that'd be terrifying.
2: Dude, I had an ice pick um, one time I I got jumped uh, at the neighborhood park um, and uh, I had an ice pick sticking out of my my head. Yeah. That's fucking and so I is went by head this. Uh, all tore up from all this? Not not completely, but I mean, I got some nice, yeah, I got some nice scars under there. Yeah. Uh, some nice, nice scars here and there.
1: Does the missus like it? Is like my baby's got battle wounds.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's funny because uh, she's uh, very different than I am. Yeah. You know, she grew up. Uh, she's from Oklahoma. I'm from California. She's not from the hood. You know. So um, um, actually, she's never been with someone like me. So all this stuff is new to her, and mm, she just sure. like she just shakes her head like. I don't get it, dude. Like, what the fuck?
1: Well, women love the bad boys, man. <laughs> I
2: guess so. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But you're the reform bad boy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you go. Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of bad, I mean, we got to jump into some of the fun, uh, you know, we'll bounce around. But man, I, I got to know you from Breaking Bad. So what was it like? I got to ask, like, about Cranston and your, you know, your experience just on set being a part of that show that carried over with Better Call Saul.
2: Yeah, you know, that was an incredible show that I was on. You know, I didn't think it was going to blow up the way it did. You know, I'm very grateful to have been on it, you know. And it was a really good experience. Everybody on that show is, uh, is amazing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I went out there to New Mexico to shoot, um, everybody was great. Everybody from the, you know, from the people behind the camera to the actors, you know. Um, Brian Cranston, amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Just like the friendliest, coolest guy, dude. I mean, unbelievable. Um, I have a lot of love for that guy. He's mm-hmm. and he's funny. Mm-hmm. He's oh, funny. God, he's he is. super funny. You wouldn't know that. Yeah. Unless you shoot with him, yeah. But it was great from him to the creator, you know. Um Vince Gilligan, just down-to-earth people, man. That whole team, that whole camp is just uh was a real pleasure to work with. Yeah. You know, and I and I got to work with people that are, you know that are on a amazing level in the in the craft of acting as well. So I learned a lot. It was yeah. it was great. Great experience.
1: Was Brian, I mean you had a couple scenes with him, right? Were you in shared camera time?
2: Yeah. Yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. So was times, it a yeah.
1: situation where he was the kind of guy you could go to and hey Brian, you know, I'm not really sure how to approach this that he was really collaborative or was he just like, Caesar, you're fucking awesome, just be yourself" or you're, what what you know?
2: No, he was uh he was uh like I said he was very down to earth, very humble guy, um open to anything. I mean, if I wanted to talk to him about anything he'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and we'd talk um so I believe he he would have been completely open to any kind of like, if I would have said, hey, you know, I need help on this, he would have totally helped me out, yeah. yeah.
1: Was there a picking of your brain being that it's it's like, you know, you actually kind of, you lived in that lifestyle that it's like, hey, ACs are really like, how was this, how did this really happen? And you're just like, yeah, guys, that's that's not how it would go or, or something. You know? I
2: do that on a lot of projects, you know, especially like um, independent films. A lot of times I end up, uh, kind of being like a um what is it called uh, typecast? No, no, the the guy who like kind of tells them how to do it or mm-hmm. you know, hey, you know what? This part right here, we don't really do that or we don't really say that or he wouldn't, you know, that guy wouldn't wear that like that or right. or say that that kind of uh, you know, those kind of words in that situation. But uh with Breaking Bad, I mean, you know, I got to give it to the to the writer, man. He was pretty on point, so yeah. no one ever asked me for anything any <laughs> no of, uh, for my opinion, no, nah, I just, and, and I thought it was, you know, I thought it was very well done, so. Yeah.
1: Do you have any cool uh, stories from, from on set? Um, you know what? Uh, like something that stands out Do you remember was a great memory? I mean, the whole thing
2: was a great memory. I think, uh, you know, watching uh, Raymond Cruz, who played Tuco, you know? Yeah. We were part of the first, uh, like, bad guys on the, you know, on the show, um, You know, just watching him work, man, it was was incredible. Like, the guy goes 200%, you know, and if you watch that, you see what he's doing. It takes a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes a lot of energy to do that, and this guy would do it. People don't realize when you're on set, you know, um, everything you do, every single shot, you don't just do it one time. You do it 10, 20 times, you know. They want to do the wide shot. They want to do the close-up. Close-up on me, close-up on you. I mean, you end up doing it so many times, and this guy just... That was like mind blowing. Yeah. yeah, you know, seeing him work. Like I said, it was it takes a lot to to play Tuco, man. And this dude was
1: yeah. on that like. character was <laughs> gnarly, especially when we get like high as shit. And you know, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You know, this that it's funny. I could see it vividly. I almost want to go into it. Like, come on, man. You know, he
2: was just like freaking amped. Seeing him do that several times. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Yeah,
1: it's pretty. How impressive. did you even get into the like? Okay, you know, so. Guy goes through gang life, and I swear I was just going to, y- you know, ask that, yeah, uh, single mom, right? You, it was just your mom. Yeah, she
2: married. Um, she married. Oh, you know, okay, nice man. Um, but um, I've never met my biological father. Um, don't know his name. Don't know who he is. I don't even know what he looks like. You know, oh so,
1: wow. Yeah. Yeah. Did that ever trouble you? Like, is there any pointers? Like, he did me a favor. Or?
2: You know what? Uh, thinking about it now, I'm sure that subconsciously. You know, it affected me, of course, obviously, right? I don't see it, and I don't see the pinpoints where that might have affected me. Mm. Looking back, I know that it is incredibly important to have a father figure. You know, which is why I make sure that I'm, you know, there for my kids. You know, mm-hmm. um, I realize how important that is. Um, you know, like I said, it was, it was, uh, it was such a. Uh, my whole life was so crazy, you know, from beginning to end that I don't really see the pinpoint where, oh, that's the part where I would have needed my dad, but I'm sure it affected me, of course, sure, you know, yeah. I, um, I had really low self-esteem growing up, you know, um, I, uh, had, a, a level of self-hate, I'm sure, you know, yeah. uh, how else do you, do you, how else can a, can a young man feel completely okay with dying, you know and 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 have no problem with that, you know yeah. I mean, you can't feel very good about yourself to be okay with that, you know, growing up, I was okay with uh with dying I prepared for it my whole life, you know yeah. um you know, even before joining the gang and joining the gang it was it was understood you know it's something that we just know you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's something that you you agree to you know yeah. you join a gang you you already know the deal you know you're gonna be doing twenty five years years to life or a hundred years and you know or or you're gonna be uh or you're gonna be dead you know Mm -hmm. and so and so that mentality being completely okay with that is proof that you know there was a lot of shit wrong with me sure and not having a dad was probably one of them you know so yeah
1: well and i hope and something that you know and i think we're making moves forward where people are getting better like sometimes relationships don't work out but it's like Making sure a mom and dad is present, like, I think would change a lot of shit that goes on, like, quickly. Like, and respecting that, like, okay, you know, you're the father, you're the mother. Didn't work out, but let's be respectful and be there for the kids. It would, I I don't know. What do you kind of see with the the speaking that you do as far as that? Like, presence of fathers and mom, you know, like, both parties there. I mean, is it?
2: Well, it's really important. I mean, they don't have to be together, but it's very important to have to have those two elements in your life, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be for a uh, simple advice, you know? Feedback on something, you know, to be able to call your mom or call your dad, you know, and, hey, you know what? And, and you know, my, my son, you know, one of my sons, uh, well, all of them do that, but one of my one of my sons, he he especially always does that. I'm, yeah. I'm his go-to guy and I mm-hmm. love it, you know? And I love giving him my feedback, you know? And I can tell that he feels so much better after talking to me and he's right. like, you know what, dad, you're right. And, he calls me like all stressed <laughs> out and at the end of the conversation. He's just like calm and chill yeah. and he's like, you know you're right, or he'll tell me days later, you know, about everything we talked about prior to that and, and how much it opened his, you know, his his eyes to to seeing things different and you know, gave him a better perspective that made him feel better about the situation that was that he was wigging out about, you know. So mm. um it's very important, you know, and and, and if you're growing up and, and you don't have that or you don't have a, a good relationship with your parents, you know, uh, you know, by default, someone is going to take that position you know, and that position might be uh you know a thirty year old drug dealer or a thirty year old gang member yeah. who's living in a way that wouldn't benefit you, but if that's who you look up to and that 's who you're taking advice from, then you know what I mean yeah uh-huh. your life isn't going to go very well, you know what i mean yeah. and if and if uh and if mother figures are are people who you know who don't have that uh, who aren't in a position where where a mother would be, you know, like is going to care about you on that level, you know, maybe yeah. has a different, you know, uh, a different uh, agenda, you know, or whatever, you know, they're steering you in a certain direction for a certain reason, you know, that's going to be different than your than your you know than your biological mother mm-hmm. or your biological father would, you know, and also you know, uh, just you you have a chance at least at uh, at having someone steer you in a better direction just period right sure. you know because you know because you have you know you have that biological bond with them you know i feel like it's my responsibility as a father you know to to do that for my kids you know what i'm saying yeah. i can do that for others but my kids that's my blood you know yeah. so it's it's just that higher responsibility you know that that yeah. you know to to make sure that they're okay well
1: it's, 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 as a father myself it's like our our Legacy in essence to the world. If we don't, A, prepare them to go out and, and, and be confident within themselves, let alone to want to contribute to society in a positive way, whatever that may be. It's like, you know, we're kind of shitting on the rest of everything else too. You know, that's Absolutely. kind of how I view it. You know, yeah, how, many, yeah. how many kids you got? I have
2: five kids. What? Oh, wow. Yeah, five kids. They're all grown. My baby is 20 she's gonna hate me for this if she sees this <laughs> 22 or 23 <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> my baby yeah, yeah and then yeah. uh it goes all the way to 30 some so yeah oh, i started man. young man yeah yeah we didn't have atari and Coleco at the time Those, you know, <laughs> right. couldn't afford that shit <laughs> right, right. didn't yeah. even have a damn hot wheel you know what i mean <laughs> i think the most uh, you know maybe some fucking marbles you know what right. <laughs> right. so yeah on, on the spare time man you know
3: wait so how yeah. old
2: is your oldest? uh 30 some 30-some, yeah, from, from early 30s to early 20s, yeah. Oh, wow. So I started having kids as a teenager, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. Um, my first baby mama, um, I only have two. Mm-hmm. I have a first baby mama, which was a, which was a girl from my neighborhood. Um, you know, she was like my crime partner, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. in the hood. She's, she, you know, She was from my hood. Me and her did all kind of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, between the drugs and the, and the gangs and jail and, and all the crazy stuff we were doing, um, you know, we ended up messing with each other. It's like a damn blur now when I think about it, yeah. you know. Just two kids, man, not knowing any better. You know, two kids uh, from broken homes and uh, she didn't have a father either. Uh, I don't mean to put her life out there, but it is what it is, man. It's the reality of, of, of life in the hood, you know. Uh, her mom was an alcoholic, you know. Um, and so she ended up uh, under the same influences as I did, and, right. you know, and ended up a gang member. I mean, she was with it. Have nothing but respect for this woman. Um, but uh, yeah, we made we made three kids. I made three kids with her, and um, I'm glad to say that you know what, uh, she has turned her life around. She did it way before me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say her name, but anybody who knows knows she's a registered nurse. Been doing that for, good for her. you know. 20, 30 years, I don't know. Nice. Uh, she got her shit together. I didn't, yeah. you know? Be- things between me and her didn't work out, obviously, you know? Um, not because not only because I was a child, but myself. And, you know, it takes, you know, us guys, man, it takes it takes a lifetime for us to, to figure shit out, you know? Yeah. Women, they're always ahead of us. <laughs> us, you know, I barely started figuring shit out in my 40s, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know? right. and, and was able to be... Uh, uh, a uh, decent partner, you know, for yeah. anyone. So, yeah. yeah, it is what it is, man.
1: Yeah. That's comforting, Susie, because I just hit 43, and I'm just kind of <laughs> now, like, for the first time in my life, I'm like, I think I'm actually in a good relationship. Once this guy encouraged me. He's like, you know, you really should date. I don't know about that. And it's like <laughs> the most healthiest thing I've ever done. That's um, great, great. But, uh, oh, yeah, so the question prior to our little segue was, how the hell did acting come about?
2: You know what? Acting, never thought about doing it. Um, last time I had a dream before the dream of, of being a big shot and, you know, in, in the, you know, in a jail cell t- doing 23 hours a day, coming out for one hour and, and calling shots, you know, that was my right. dream. Before that dream, uh, when I was innocent, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a short time ago, I was actually innocent. I wanted to be an astronaut. Mm. There was a couple, oh, yeah. of, you know, a scientist. I was always into science and all that as a, as a young, young child, you know, after that, I wanted to die on a street corner and, 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 mm. you know. Die with honors, you know, like a like a like a you know like a Navy Seal would, you know, mm-hmm. on a mission, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, acting just kind of fell in my lap, to be honest with you. It just really? fell in my lap, yeah. I, it was at the right moment, though, right moment because uh, I've had many opportunities to do some really cool stuff in my life. I, I'm very, you know, it's hard for me to say this because it almost sounds like I'm bragging, but I, I've had a lot of talent in my life. You know, mm-hmm, sure. luckily for me, I've, I've been good at a lot of things. You know. Um, at one time, I was good with music, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and I was, uh, I had so many opportunities, ran into the right people, you know, I had a, a production studio with someone, you know, huh. just, the, just the greatest people, you know, that I could have had, but I still had one foot in the door and one foot out, you know, I was still trying to be a gangster and be a musician, rapper, producer, whatever, and never works out, you know, Yeah, never works out, so I... uh threw a lot of uh, great opportunities away. But at this moment, when the acting came around, luckily I was, I was in a better place. I was already looking for something different. I was already kind of going in a different direction, you know, uh, mentally, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so it came at the right time, you know, it came at the right time. Had it came earlier, I would have done the same thing, you know, it would have yeah. just ruined it. So it came at the right time. Um, I was actually just being nosy at a music video, Mm, it was a music video by uh, Mary J. Blige. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to really see Mary J. Blige, I've always been a fan, you know? And so uh, I went to go be nosy and uh, that's the day that I met my uh, first manager, agent in the business. This was a guy who had uh, a company, an agency who specialized in putting people like myself on videos, commercials, movies, film, TV, whatever, right? Um, he was like the go-to guy you know the go-to agency if hollywood wanted something real you know they wanted the real deal real right. la people you know uh hood guys or whatever um so he came up to me said hey you have a good look man you ever thought about acting i almost took it as a even though i was already in a different you know and i was already thinking a little different it still was like i ain't no fucking <laughs> actor <laughs> I, look, fuck, I look like an actor to you you know what i mean yeah. it was almost like would i look like a f- an actor you know but um Took his card, didn't think much of it. Uh, to me, uh, you know, being in the hood, you, you, you kind of see those things as, ah, you know, the fool wants money, right. it's a scam or something, right? So it is what it is. You know, I, I didn't think much of it. Months later, I ran into his card and uh, somebody talked me into calling it, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, for what? It's probably a scam. Like, you, should, you know, you never know. Yeah. Sounds cool, you know? Called it. The guy remembered me. He remembered who I was. And to me, that was very significant. And only because of that, I was like, you know what? That's, that's crazy, you know, I called, you know, hey, yeah, you gave me a car, blah, blah, who's this? My name's Caesar, blah, 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 blah. I told him, yeah, I met you at this, oh, you know, you're, you're from, you know, he's an ex-hood guy too, you know, he's like, oh, you're from, I said, yeah, that's me. Oh, shit, you know, how come you never called? I said, you know, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. He said, send me your picture, your information, blah, blah, blah. I said, all right, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Next thing you know, I was uh, going to an audition, you know, which I knew nothing about. And the rest is history, man. Yeah. That's it's great.
3: Trip. Perfect place at the perfect time, right? Yeah, yeah, Jeez. yeah. What
1: was the first paying gig?
2: First paying gig was, um, was uh, Christina Aguilera uh, music video. Really? I started off doing a uh, background work, mm-hmm. you know, um, and did that for about a couple years before I got my first speaking. So my first gig was literally a uh, music video I was featured in a music, featured extra in a music video. Yeah. It which was called was it? Uh, Dirty. Dirty. Oh, okay. Dirty, I yeah. I know the song. It Dirty. was a big hit, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it ended up being song. like a big thing, yeah. yeah. She's like in a in a boxing ring. Yeah. So I was oh, like... Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about.
2: I was one of the guys in her corner.
1: Nice. Yeah. That's nice. right, What was the first speaking gig?
2: First speaking gig was uh, a TV show called The Shield. Oh, Park, yeah. Which yeah, is no longer yeah. around. It was also, also like a... It was a... Uh, has some awards behind it, right? Yeah, the Shield, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. No, I know you The know, Shield, yeah. TV show. So that was my first speaking gig, yeah. Nice. Right on. Yeah, this guy got me in, man. Um, this guy, Manny Jimenez, actually would be a great person for you guys to uh, interview. Mm, I'm yeah. going to give you guys the, the information Please, absolutely, after. Absolutely, yeah, that'd be yeah. great. The guy is an ex-hood guy, just like me, you know, same, same struggles and same, you know, disadvantages growing up. And uh, he is now... Uh, he does the same kind of work that I do. We mm-hmm. do a lot of the stuff together, you know, the speaking and the, you know, just yeah. trying to help humanity and kids and stuff. But he's also a director, a writer, and a producer. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, yeah. And we've actually done a couple of things that you can check out on uh, his uh, YouTube page. Mm-hmm. We've done a couple of projects together and we got some big stuff in the works at the moment right now. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Great guide to interview. Yeah, yeah. we'd
1: love to. Yeah. Well, I know you've been busy because we, we've been kind of trying to shuffle this around like we met prior to the, this recording you oh, yeah, know, yeah, three yeah. months that's ago or right. something. It's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't that time. I'm busy, but I'll try next time. Life, things are yeah, coming I, up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool as shit. Um, let's uh, let's go uh, fast and furious. What was that experience like? Because it's four, right? If i remembering the time, it was yeah. four. It, it was four fourth, fourth yeah. installment. yeah. I mean, that's like that movie's climbed into the echelon as far as if you look at a a series of movies like almost Star Wars esque. In that it's you know there's going to be like eleven or twelve of these things, and you know you were a part of that. Do you ever kind of go? That's kind of badass. So That is pretty freaking cool. It took
2: a while to dawn on me. I'll be honest, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is the, the franchise is you know is, is incredible, mm-hmm. uh, and they're going ten from what I know. Well, so it's like ten, it, yeah.
1: and then they had the one offshoot with Statham and that's the Rock. Right, that's and, right. Yeah. They had like a little yeah, yeah or something. Yeah.
2: They're gonna juice it for all it is, man.
1: is <laughs> <think laughs> you know it working. As
2: it. crazy as they are, they're they're fun to watch, right? Yeah. A lot of people, if you know, it from works. This, then why stop? Why, why stop? Yeah, why <laughs> yeah. stop? Hey, uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm very happy to have been a part of that franchise as well, and even more so to to have the opportunity to have worked with such an amazing person like uh, Paul Walker, you know? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, You know, and a lot of people say that about everyone when they pass, but I'm gonna tell you from my experience, I'm I'm you know I read people very well. The guy in my eyes was absolutely genuinely humble mm-hmm. uh just a really nice guy really nice guy humble and uh down to earth yeah. yeah. and i had a great time with him man it's it's so sad that uh that he had to go so soon you know
1: yeah yeah i've yeah. talked with a couple of people that have done different projects with him or one of my good friends that went to high school and surfed with him and and had said that about him that it was pretty just like you said you kind of see what you get or what you get is what you see i forget how that saying goes right now yeah. and I thought it was incredible how uh, Vin Diesel walked Paul
3: Walker's daughter down the aisle when she got married. And I was like, wow. Like, Mm. that was just giving the chills saying it. Mm, But that's cool. It goes to show, like, how big of a family that is, the Fast and the Furious, you know what I mean? So, it's it's incredible.
2: And even his uh, his immediate family, you know, I... I, I talked to you know his brothers and stuff, and I mean just the, the nicest guys, dude. Yeah. Like once I met his brothers and all that, I was like, you know what? I I see where he gets it from. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. they all seem to be just very decent human beings, you know, very yeah. very uh, very down to earth mm-hmm. and yeah. humble. Yeah, great people. What great was your people.
1: favorite part of shooting that movie?
2: You know what? I'm I'm a I'm a physical kind of guy, mm-hmm. you know, um, so just being able to do 90% of those stunts on there, man, Yeah, was the, was the most coolest experience in my career, to be honest with you, yeah. Mm. Yeah, they won't let me do everything and they right. didn't let me do everything then, you know? Um, because, you know, you get hurt, you know? Right. So I didn't do everything, but I did most of them. I'll be honest, I didn't do the fall into the car. Mm. You know, professional did that. You know, he got, he got cut and everything. You, know? <laughs> yeah. like, you see, that's why we didn't let you do it. <laughs> yeah. like, all right, you know, you're right. But you know, just uh, being able to to do that was uh, was the funnest thing in the world. You know, so you
3: wanted to do it; they just wouldn't let you.
2: They, yeah, I wanted to do the whole thing. I yeah. wanted to do my own, all my own stunts, and they had someone there for me and everything. And um, you know, I had a I had a step back at right, some point. Right, you know, right. uh, the director, you know, Justin Lin was like, "No, no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't do that. Sorry, let the, uh, all right, man, whatever." But I've done my own stunts mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of things, yeah. And mm-hmm. If you look at my IMDb, I have, I think, like 12 stunt credits or whatever.
1: Yeah. Nice. You Did know. you uh, get any experience, like, with the stunt driving and stuff too? Any of that training with it? Or was it just, nah, not so much? Not so
2: much. I didn't go into it. I um, I knew that I wanted to, you know, be an actor, not necessarily a stunt guy. But um, so I didn't, you know, take any, uh, any kind of training or anything for that. Right. I kind of just did it from my own past training you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, and they kind of believe that, you know, that I could do it and I did it and I did it with that. But um, did you
1: go, yeah, ice pick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. About. <laughs> you see
2: this, you see that? Yeah, man, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I know how to drive cars like yeah. that, you know, I can do those kind of things. Um, but, uh but I did learn a lot from the actual stunt guys as well. You know, yeah. amazing guys, man. I, I give it up to the stunt guys. Just amazing work that these guys do, you know, Hell they yeah. put their life on the line and, you know, just to, just to, to give you that shot, you know, mm-hmm. that that looks real.
1: Yeah. And
2: sometimes it is real. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. What was Justin Lin like to work for? He just seems cool as shit. I l- cool. love a lot of his work.
2: He's so chill. Just the coolest guy, dude. I was I was actually a bit um uh nervous, I guess, you know, working with him, you know, like yeah. to not to bug him, but he was so cool. He was man, he was so cool. Like, yeah, see this and that and no, <laughs> And it's crazy, uh, getting that was, was such a, you know, process. You know, I, I think I uh, I think I went to uh, several uh, callbacks. As an actor, you do the original audition or whatever, and then they call you back, and then you usually get it. But for this, I kept going back and back and back, and I was just like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to get this. But uh, the thing that, that got me through, you know, at the end of the day, my looks and everything, anyone can have that. Um, and I'm always saying that because a lot of times, you know, people hit me up, "Oh, you know, yeah, homie, blah blah, you know, I want to be an actor, but you know, it does take acting as well, you know." Sure, yeah. And luckily for me, I had I had the chops, you know, to get me in uh to do that. And I also had, you know, the look. Mm-hmm. And and the, and he wanted someone authentic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it all helped as the formula, but at the end of the day, in film, if uh, you know, the looks and, you know, whether you've been there, you've been a gangster and all that, uh, can only get you so far at the end of right. the day you got to study the craft you got to learn about the actual art of yeah. acting and so luckily for me i had enough to get me in the door and i'm i can't be nothing but uh yeah you know pleased that i yeah, no, was able what...
1: to i'm trying to remember who else the other actors that were like in your crew in that movie i'm drawing a blank because you had some other really cool actors that were kind of like you know
2: uh yeah you know what there's um I believe in the, in the four, I believe, uh, a friend of mine who started with the same company, actually, uh, his name was Luis Moncada. Okay. He ended up being one of the twins on, uh, Better, Better Call Saul and Breaking oh, Bad. Oh. You know, those two crazy okay. twins. yeah, those. Yeah, so these guys started with me in the same agency, you know? There's some real dudes, you know, mm-hmm, from the yeah. hood and, you know, that decided to do something with their life and, uh. As you can see, they're doing very well as well. Yeah, yeah, really nice guys too.
1: Yeah, that's funny because do you, you know which characters he's talking I about? Don't. So there's two twins that the
2: Salamanca the, brothers are
1: twins. Yeah, yeah, and like their whole story is just like I mean, where the you know the grandpa like drowned, trying to drown one of them because he ratted him out, and like they were like indoctrinated into this shit, like. From, like, you know, little cold blooded
2: stall oh, yeah. killers. <laughs>
1: and they just, it's funny to have, have Caesar say, the nicest guys, because they are. They just, like, go up to dudes in a parking lot, and just, like, and slice them you know, up and blood everywhere. And they just, just hack somebody down like nothing. Their face yeah. And walk away. It's like, yeah. there is no way those are nice guys. They're like, yeah, we come over for, for barbecue every Sunday, you know? It's like,
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, really cool guys, yeah. That's funny. But they were part of, uh, I believe they were part of that same installment, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 5150 is power the power to overcome the power to persevere the power to set your life on a course for success when you're faced with the challenges life throws at you you focus and do what is needed to go beyond what is required so stand up stand firm believe make it happen and live through the madness knocking doors down along the way we are 5150. I,
1: every time I go, wow, dude, Fast and Furious is getting more and more crazy. I mean, the last one, spoiler alert, they sent the fucking car to space. Yeah, you know? I know, I know. And I remember starting out watching it because I had like the Honda Civic when it was first getting cool in our, our group. And we went and watched it, you know, like 15 cars in a row. the first one, and I text my buddy, I'm like, can you believe now they're sending cars to fucking space? I'm so <laughs> done with these movies. He's like, he's like you're a Lie. you're gonna watch it again I'm like yeah i've already watched it five times
2: <laughs> that's the thing it, you know and i heard that a lot too you know on social media everybody was like "Ah, oh, they went overboard but you know just because of that you're gonna see the next one you're oh. gonna want to see how crazy or stupid whatever you yeah. think it was you're gonna want to see what next you know what they're gonna do next so
3: well i mean it keeps selling tickets too yeah, so yeah. i mean it's really yeah you know, it's, i mean they're fun
2: yeah you know i tell yeah. everybody they're just fun to watch you know
1: we didn't talk. Better Call Saul. Any
2: Better Call Saul. Um, you know, I ended up being on that. Um, unfortunately, uh, Vince Gilligan had uh, written me in pretty much the whole thing, but uh, Raymond Cruz ended up getting a um, a uh, season regular on a on a different show mm-hmm. where he was doing something completely different. Mm-hmm. So. He wasn't able to come back on. And since we were a, a, like a crew, right. you know, I was only in the first uh, season of Better Call Saul. Yeah.
1: Right, right. What was that?
2: Nonetheless, kept? I'm happy to be in it, you know, because that ended up being
1: sure, sure. Yeah. You know, a great show as well. Oh, yeah. it's phenomenal. What, what, yeah. what was I, of course, obviously working with Vince Gilligan again, but, you know, a, a totally different side of the cast and new people coming in. What was that experience like? Kind of, okay, we shot this. We're going before that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was uh it was cool when I got the call, you know, I was like, oh wow, they're doing a prequel. I'm like, cool, cause I died, right? <laughs> I, I was Like, oh, I get to live again. Yeah. So I was excited, you know. So yeah, it was it was a great experience. Uh same thing. Um um what is the main guy odin kirk yeah is bob odin kirk yeah great guy too mm-hmm. very yeah. very cool guy as well yeah yeah and it was fun it was fun uh you know working with uh, raymond again and uh hurting people yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and getting paid for it and then at right. the end of the day no one's really hurt you know everybody yeah. goes home
3: are you the type to like watch yourself on tv or do you not like seeing yourself
2: um, I don't. You don't I, like it's it. not that I don't like what I just don't go out of my way to do it. Sure. But I, if it's on, you're not going to change. Yeah, it. I'm not going to change <laughs> it. I'll be like, "Oh, okay, whatever." Let, let me <laughs> yeah. let me see what the hell I do. Everybody
1: but, come look at dad's uh, on yeah, TV. yeah Yeah, your yeah. your wife like ever. Caesar, you're on TV. Come on. She over. does.
2: She does. Yeah. She'll send me, you know, videos if I'm not home. You're on, you know, you're on whatever, HBO, you're on, you know. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's a big fan. That's good, man. That's, that's good. cool. That support system. I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV period. I haven't watched TV in about 17 years.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And uh, so I don't watch TV. I don't watch my stuff. I don't watch anything. I do once in a while will binge watch a uh, particular show. If I hear something's really cool, I'll do that. Mm. I like going to the movies also, you know, when when I have time, we'll go see a movie, you know, when it comes out. But um, I don't watch uh, regular television. I don't. She does though.
3: Right, right. So yeah. What are some of the shows you binge?
2: Uh, You know what? I've watched uh, shows like, uh, well, I watched SOA back when, you know, ended up watching it. Loved Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Loved it. Dude,
3: oh my gosh. gosh.
2: Did you watch the Mayans? I have not watched the Mayans. I've watched a few episodes. Mm -hmm. I happen to know a lot of people that are in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also uh, binge watched uh, Boardwalk Empire and also a couple of other ones. Just kind of like not in the same genre sort of. just, just Kind of random stuff that sure. I've heard about and kinda of looked into it and said, you know what? That looks pretty good. Yeah. Or maybe it's someone in it that I that I really like to see, you yeah, know, as yeah. an actor. And no, so that I've was watched a couple of stuff, yeah.
3: My dad and I show with Sons of Anarchy. Like we Sons would of watch Anarchy, that yeah. and it was just That was fun, yeah. It was yeah. super fun <clears> and the way it ended was perfect. It tied up all loose ends. It was just absolutely perfect. And I was
1: bummed it was over, but yeah, it was a good Breaking one. Breaking bad was that way. I still say that's the best ending to a TV series ever.
3: The Funt best ending that. to a TV series is *The Sopranos. <laughs> that one's
1: <stopped>. Just kidding. <laughs> no, no.
2: No, you're not. <coughs> one of my top favorite ever. What? I can binge watch that the whole it's a phenomenal thing from show. beginning Love the show. to end.
3: I'll go Sopranos it is, trivia with you toe to toe all day, dude. I'm telling the you.
2: the best. One of the best shows ever. Ever. Agreed. In my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. But the Sopranos. way it ended But the last episode. Horrible. The
3: last scene. The last, you know, the music's getting loud. Our journey's getting her It's Meadow can't park the car. She opens the door. Cut. It like faded
1: to white, didn't Did it? Did Syl
3: die? It, what happened? No, it didn't fade to white. It cut to
1: black and that was it. Oh, it cut now to black. I couldn't remember if it faded white with, or yeah, it it to white. Yeah, it's just one of
2: those things. Now you know, all it's all just with one the of the those things. Of
1: like, you fucking decide.
2: But regardless of that. Oh, it but is
1: besides the ending, it's
3: phenomenal.
2: Phenomenal. And they yeah. won
3: shit award after award. Yeah, yeah. Like they were just on top of the world.
2: Sopranos will be forever, I think, uh one of my favorite. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Hands down, Hands down yeah. for sure. Yeah. Love that show. So jumping back to I just talk about like it's cool as shit to you know, a guy that of you that went through all this and where you're at now and who you are now, like what what is a day like for Caesar? Because you don't watch much TV or things. But then I saw this cool photo on your your uh, Instagram. Something that I also do hiking, and I didn't see what mountain it was. But you know, it's like, okay, that hike. I'm pretty sure is like a good three four hour hike. So you seem to like really
2: six and a half hours. Six and a half yeah.
1: is that one way or both up and down?
2: That's up and down.
1: Up and down. Up okay. And down, yeah, because yeah, the last up one I did was. Uh, um, it's up near Lassen Mountain up north. I can't remember the name of it. Kraken Mountain or something like that, but that's pretty wild. So, like, what's, what's a day like for you? Because you seem like a guy that's like you got to go and have challenges.
2: I do. I do. I have to challenge myself. It's sort of my spiritual practice. Mm, yeah. I have to challenge myself. I have to push myself, whether it be in the gym, whether it be uh, hiking, whatever the case may be. Um, a day for me is taking care of stuff yeah. taking care of stuff and taking care of those who uh, who i love you know yeah. um, right now as you know my mom there's a lot going on with my mom so that takes up a lot of my time but uh the minute i get a break to get away man i'll i'll look for the highest mountain man and just yeah go ham you know what i mean yeah. how did you develop that, that passion i've always kind of had it to be honest once i once i you know once i started um applying my energy and my efforts into into something different i started to uh to find uh this love for for those kind of things you know and like i said i'm a very physical guy so um physical challenges is is um is something that i almost need Mm -hmm, it's like my anti-drug you know Yeah. yeah I have that's to punish true. myself. <laughs> I punish myself, and then I and then I feel good afterwards. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. But that's I a- can sleep at night knowing that I tortured myself that day. That's I don't know what the hell eye. that's about. Some masochistic type <laughs> <of> shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I, I've, I've, I'm
2: still up, but up, but uh but, uh, but um, you know, but I've I've turned it around yeah. into a way that that <laughs> that that it helps people and it and it keeps yeah. me, you know, uh, sane.
1: Right. right. <laughs> that's the best way. And I'm productive. Still- no, you know what I mean?
2: But I'm a, <laughs> and a nice guy. But it's beneficial now, yeah. yeah. Keeps me from, you know, from thinking of, you know, of of uh, being one of the Salamanca brothers, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, no, it's cool, man. I mean, you know, what, what really was the point? Because you mentioned, like, you're, you know, doing music because you still kind of had a foot in the gang life. Where was the point for you? It's just like, I'm done with this, and it's time my life turns around. Was it incarceration, or was it just, like, I know where this is going, and it's a coffin?
2: Well, it's all of those things. Uh, at first, it wasn't a incarceration. I actually liked it. I think I became uh, institutionalized. Yeah. I, I liked it. Uh, you know, I would get out, and I low-key wanted to go back in and would do kind of careless things or, you know, it was part of the life that I was living. But, um, but I was okay with, with going back to jail every time i was okay mm. and many times i took the rap you know for the homies like hey you know what i'm gonna let you guys go home it's all good i'm gonna put it on myself you know and i was okay with that i was happy to go back it was a uh, just fucking weird dude yeah. like 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 jail gave me some kind of sense of comfort of somehow i don't know what almost structure still haven't yeah i haven't figured that out a hundred percent i've spoke about it before and i don't feel like i'm gonna talk about it Really good, so I'm gonna leave it at You're that. You're good. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mess up. The, but yeah, um, at some point, I just stopped feeling that way about that. I stopped feeling uh, okay with dying. Uh, at some point, after seeing most of the people that I grow grew up with, you know, die or end up in jail for life. At some point I, I can't say that it was one thing that happened. Mm-hmm. I already had five kids since I was a teenager gang bang didn't you know did both you know mm-hmm. try to be a dad, still mm-hmm. a gang member and all that. My brother had already passed, I believe, and I was still at some point i I could say I probably started waking up and not feeling the same yeah. I, it probably started one day and every time after I just I just didn't feel the same way about all that. You know, I was like, you know what? Shit. I never thought this was going to happen, but I, I kind of don't want to be in jail for the rest of my life.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Kind of don't want to die after all. I think i I think I want to live. I'm not sure why, but I don't think I want that anymore. <laughs> it mm-hmm. just didn't feel the same. I felt, I started feeling out of place with that. Something that I was so cool with and so okay with, right. you know, to the, to the death. I was like, yeah, this is. I'm cool with this shit. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to yeah, do. Yeah. You know, and uh, that started to change. And as that started to change, luckily, I um, am a pretty intelligent human being. You know, I think a lot of us are mm-hmm. that are in that life. And uh, luckily for me, I I, uh, I started using some of that intelligence and uh, and and being uh, and being uh, started to be loyal to to how I was feeling. You know be be real to myself you know and and I started to uh you know to look for something different, you know, mm-hmm. and uh it wasn't so much looking for a way out at that moment, you know, I've never gotten out of my neighborhood, you know, I don't think you can really get out of some gangs sure i don't I think mine is one of them so but you know what? It, it, it just, uh, your perspective changes and, and the way that you deal with people changes, you know? Um, you know, nowadays, I, um, you know, I, I'm still cool with my homies, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and some are still in the life and there's only a few left for my generation. I mean, literally, I can count them in one hand. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm there on a different level now. You know what I mean? I'm there for them if they need something, you know, different. You know, I'm not there to you know, to hide a, a gun or yeah. help them go shoot somebody. <laughs> you know? But you know what? If they need me, I, I I'll be there for them. You know, it's just different now. Yeah. Our relationship is different. You know, um, I'm there to to help them. You know, if they want to do something different sure, with yeah. their life, you know? yeah, hopefully so, transcend that. So I, I support that. them. I love them. I, I you know I have love for for you know where I came from and everyone from there. You know, but I I. um I just uh, I do not involve myself in in anything that is uh, illegal, and mm-hmm. I don't, you know. Yeah. But if someone needs help on a, on a, with something positive, or you know, whatever the case may be, if I can do it, I'll do it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that, you know, anyone can hit me up about about anything. Uh, if I can do it, I'll do it. If I can't, I can't. Whether it be my kids or anyone I know, you know, I'm gonna be straight out. If I can do it, I'll do it. If not, I'll tell you I can't do it. Right, and yeah. that's that. Yeah.
3: You know? yeah.
1: And that, that that becomes a very powerful thing in life and a necessity yeah, yeah. and we'll wear, wear ourselves thin. all right well we're getting near the end here we do some fun random questions caesar are you ready for these these are just Let's for shits and giggles all right stupidness mikey i mean i i don't know if you want to hit them with the most important question ever
3: the most important one is so you're you know you've been in a couple fights been in a couple all that good my stuff. whole life i've <laughs> been in a few so my mom that used being to fight said, me like
2: a little like a little rooster when I was little, <laughs> yeah, literally for shits and giggles with her friends, yeah. With they her used to friends, fight us. kids, yeah. From my from my memory, yeah. Since really? I was really little, yeah. Until until there was blood, oh, you fought until there was blood. Was there money? I'm not sure. I didn't get Dude. any. <laughs> I didn't get any. <laughs> I didn't get no toys out of it. If it was, <laughs> right. I don't know if there was any any bets on it. But yeah, man, I was I was being fought since I was little. Oh. My mom was that kind of woman. You was know?
3: your mom in the life?
2: She wasn't from my gang but my mom uh, my mom was a very tough woman. Mm-hmm. My mom was a very violent woman. <laughs> right right. So um, like, you guys, like she, she was the kind of thing. woman that yeah, you know, my whole life growing up, you know, if I lost a fight or something happened or I got jumped. And this is way before gangs or anything. You know, she'd be the kind that get me, give me a baseball bat and said, you go over there and you crack that motherfucker's head open. Wow. And a lot of times I did and the police came through and I don't really remember how that ended Damn. up. But I mean, yeah, my mom, uh, yeah, it, you know, violence was a very normal thing unfortunately it was a very normal thing my mom normalized that just uh my mom was very impulsive and and you know what and and to say something good about my mom you know my mom wasn't the kind that my mom was was never a victim you get what i'm saying growing up my mom was people up my mom was never slapped around or anything sure i saw her do that yeah. i saw her break bottles on motherfuckers heads and whatever you know fucking blood all over the fucking kitchen and whatever you know what i'm saying yeah. my mom so i you know you know what yeah. my mom
3: and she was grooming you guys to basically take no
1: shit from anybody exactly well you were in a my t- mom, it's just a tough neighborhood to and begin I, and with i would think you would yeah. have to people, that people don't understand you almost have to be that way to survive it's yeah. like yeah. oh so it's, your mom was grooming you for the life yeah. that you had to live in yeah, yeah.
2: And I think the reason that I'm that way as well is because of my mom. Even right now, you mm-hmm. know, my mom, you know, like I said, yeah. terminal cancer, mm-hmm. more, than, more than one tumor, terminal cancer, f- uh, liver failure, kidney failure, heart failure, uh, COPD, I don't know, something congestive, something, yeah. right? She's still alive. You look at my mom. I mean, you know, you good, mom? Oh yeah, I'm good.
1: Yeah. yeah. I saw the video- She could be dying, but yeah, she's- to was the, the yeah. ICU to, to, you know- Yeah, the my Mormon mom ward. has always
2: been that way. Yeah, just, you know, yeah. no, no pussy shit. You know, yeah. you, you ain't gonna be no pussy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, yeah. with all that fighting being said- <laughs> Yeah, go ahead.
3: Sorry, <laughs> <You laughs> right. I threw it off. No, no, no. No, no that was I good. I wanted to hear about, yeah, yeah. Would you rather fight one horse-sized chicken or 10 chicken-sized horses?
2: <laughs> well, shit! Taking ten chicken-sized horses. Okay,
3: but we just had a conversation with somebody who said, you know, ants are a tarantula's worst nightmare because they army up and all everybody's kills that tarantula. So if you had ten of those little bastards coming, out of you, <laughs> I mean, they're they're horses, but they're you know the size of a chicken.
1: They you get your f- Might team up on you, kick you in the nuts or something. Yeah. <laughs> true, true.
2: So, I think I think uh, yeah. I think just I punt think the little bastards. Yeah, just 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 <laughs> you know. Kick him around. Caesar Caesar's,
1: Caesar's looking at us like, I didn't see this yeah,
3: conversation like, what, what going on. Yeah, yeah. like, what kind of question is this shit?
2: <laughs> and I might have, you know, I might think back, you know, I, I didn't answer that right, but <laughs> I said it on my stomach, I'm going to own it. <laughs> hey, we <laughs> talked
3: to Chuck Liddell. He wanted to fight all of them. Yeah. <laughs> i was yeah. Like, I'll get, bring them all on. Bring yeah.
1: them
2: all up. I think it'd be funner anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. yeah. If uh, you could have one superpower, what would it be?
2: One superpower. To heal. Obviously,
1: yeah. My mom. Yeah, you got that's yours. You're the only other. Per- We're at 100 interviews in. Yeah, you're the only other. That's Physical healing, of that's course. That's mine. You're the Someone only- has
2: cancer. No more cancer. They have this. No more that. Boom. Yeah. He
3: said the same thing. He <clears> wanted <throat> to heal. Mine was like, I want to be able to teleport. And hate airports. I want to just be able to teleport and get to where I am. He's like, I want to heal people. I'm like, you.
1: Now I just look like a dick. I know. He's you. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You insensitive like, like He's like, I want to avoid people. We're like, I, I don't want people to hurt. You're the only other person. <laughs> out other of to just
2: convenience. See, like, yeah, yeah, I know, right? I'm going to go.
1: Watch <laughs> uh, Screw uh, you guys. I'm out of here.
3: Uh, what would be another one? Okay. Um, If you were stranded on a deserted island and you could take with you one movie and one album, what would it be?
2: I would take The Sopranos. The Whole thing, and you said movie, but does it count? The box set, yes. Yes. We'll give the yes box set.
3: yeah, damn right, that yeah. counts absolutely.
2: And, um, uh, we well, yeah, ain't gonna argue wow. with you on it. What's that music, huh? Music yeah. that's a good one, mm-hmm. so much good music. I, I love, and also because I love so many genres of music, that would be that's kind of a hard
1: one, it's tough, man. Hmm, you could even pick a movie soundtrack. <clears throat>
2: one album damn i'm trying to give you even
1: a compilation i know it's hard yeah i'm trying to think
2: um, if i
3: would take the soprano soundtrack i don't think it would there were some cool there were some good ones
2: but not.
3: i don't think i there were some cool songs in there but not i wouldn't Um, take it
2: on in my life music wise it would be something from the 80s i don't know is that good enough something from the 80s Yeah. yeah something from the 80s that could either be uh 80s hip-hop early 80s hip-hop mm-hmm. or even even heavy metal dude yeah, yeah really early yeah 80s heavy metal
1: what kind of 80s what kind of metal bands are you into
2: i mean uh, like i said i like all types of music from you know uh r&b uh blues uh you know even classical music rock heavy metal uh you know uh reggae mm-hmm. uh the rock stuff that i that i uh you know, what's called with is uh, like uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath, yes. Metallica, you know, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you're you know, right in my yeah, wheelhouse. Yeah. ACDC, Megadeth, you know, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love ACDC. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, one of the most important questions. Led Zeppelin, is, of course. Oh, yeah, right? Led, Everybody Led Zeppelin. Loves Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. <laughs> if you don't yeah.
3: like at least one song by Led Zeppelin, then.
1: Don't you don't know music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong you with, your, with your
2: music. Yeah, with your music meter. What's
1: wrong with your fing hearing? You don't like Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Favorite curse word? I, I don't,
3: yeah. I, <laughs> it's hard to argue, right? Somebody says probably hella or shit. And it's like, no, dude, it's gotta be. No, funny. it's. F- you can yeah. Use it. yeah. I
2: say it too much. <laughs> and guess, yeah. my wife is just, dude, you're cussing. And I try, I try, but
1: yeah, you know, that's
3: yeah. no, hard. It's just, it's you know, hard, sometimes yeah. shit happens. Just, you
2: know what I mean? I know, like, I know, it's, right? just,
3: it's so, it's so quick. Yeah. Um, if you could have dinner with anybody, anybody in the entire world living or not, so you can go back to, like, George Washington if you wanted to, or you can, anybody to this Ooh,
2: day shit.
1: who's still alive. Anyone. Carl Sagan. Really? Why? I would not have expected Carl Sagan.
2: He just had a, a level of understanding and a level of communication. I think he's a great communicator. Like I said, that goes back to the to the child in me. Mm-hmm. I've always been into science, mm-hmm. you know, the cosmos, yeah. you know, and just... Uh, He's just always been such an intriguing man to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you know, out of many, sure, you know, yeah. but but I had to pick one, I didn't want to uh, yeah. so I just said Carl Sagan, but there's there's a lot of people. Oh, I'm sure he uh is. he's he he would be one, yeah. That's fascinating.
1: Yeah. That's pretty cool. If he had a dream role, like what would be Caesar's dream role to play in any a movie or TV?
2: Dream role. Yeah. Uh, would probably be a elementary teacher really school teacher yeah like uh, elementary school teacher
3: with michelle pfeiffer
1: you ever seen that
2: yeah yeah i seen that yeah uh, it would be uh, younger kids younger kids oh that uh, was high school You're right. yeah that was high school My, younger yeah, yeah, younger okay, kids you. yeah that'd be pretty cool either that or uh, or a doctor mm-hmm. i've always uh, been into uh you know just the field of medicine
1: and yeah, uh, yeah. Well, Caesar, man, this has been cool as shit. Um, we always like to leave the guests with some last words of encouragement. Maybe it's, you know, everything you've seen and experienced from the gang life and transcending and doing something with yourself beyond that. And also, you know, you lost friends, loved ones to drugs and addiction and other things. If you could uh, lend for the uh, listening or viewing audience, you know, just some words of wisdom.
2: So many, right? But... um I'll say this, you know, I'll say the most common thing that comes to my mind, you know, regardless of uh, who you are in life, what you were born with, whether it be money, whether it be whatever, everyone on this planet has ups and downs. No one's life is perfect. Uh, No matter who you are, there's obstacles and there's challenges. A good life isn't a life with no challenges or obstacles. It's a life where you have learned how to manage those obstacles Um, and also, uh, regardless of what you're going through in life, I've been through a lot. And even to this day, there's been some times, you know, where, where I'm not doing so well, you know, um, like I said earlier in the, in the, in this, uh, podcast, you know, um, regardless of where you are in life, you can always make a difference. And as long as you're alive, you can make a difference. The only thing you can't bounce back from is, uh, is death. Yeah and uh and and challenges and all that stuff you know if you if you know those are the most valuable moments in our lives you know that is the moments where we grow and where we learn yeah. you know uh last thing in life you win or you learn
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
2: that's it you don't lose no, no, losses. There, you learn. no like loss that. no loss man like it's that. a perspective you know yeah. it's a perspective it's it's uh, how you look at life you know for sure yeah Amen. No one life is perfect, you know, and that's fine. That's yeah. okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, it gives you something to do every day. You just make your life the best possible. You know, mm-hmm. life is what you make it. I know. I said more than I said no, a million no, things, you're good. but these are things that I live by. You know, these are things that I live by. You don't know what to expect on a, on any given day. Um, just uh, be prepared to, uh, you know, it's about managing managing the situations, regardless of what comes to you
1: sure yeah thanks caesar we appreciate you
2: thank you guys thank you guys for having me
1: caesar garcia cool as shit
3: Interesting fella. Good talk. Good talk. I had a blast.
1: Yeah, he's a great dude. There were some interesting parallels, though, for you and him almost. Yeah, yeah. My mom, uh,
3: not the same neighborhood, but they grew up in around the same part of Los Angeles when she, was, uh, when she was a youngster, yeah. Yeah. So when he was explaining it to me, I was just, you know, I, I'm i always involved with the conversation, but, you know, you tend to get a little bit more involved when it involves you or your family and this one it did it's like oh my mom grew up around that area and he was explaining it to me and i was just like wow that's pretty cool pretty wild
1: yeah yeah great dude so we definitely appreciate his time give caesar a follow there and of course yeah you might recognize him if you're listening to the audio version from uh some of those movies and tv shows that we mentioned and uh, don't forget to give us a follow on social media at knocking doors down on twitter or on instagram and facebook at kdd media company uh my brain is going faster than my mouth can at kdd media company on twitter and hey do us a favor share some of that content too if you're getting something out of it help us spread the word to help us grow as we uh, continue our mission to end the stigma around addiction and mental health issues uncle mikey uh you got anything else Nah, I'm going home. On that note, keep knocking doors down.
0: The guests on knocking doors down are sharing their stories and helping start the conversation about mental health and therefore are working to end the stigma. This is the goal of our partner, the Carlos Vieira Foundation, through their Race to End the Stigma campaign. The Carlos Vieira Foundation created the Race to End the Stigma campaign to not only change the way people perceive those who are living with mental illness, but also how those who are affected perceive themselves. The Carlos Vieira Foundation strives to support the mental health community through education, fundraising, and facilitating resources. The main program through the Race to End the Stigma campaign is a college scholarship program that encourages high school seniors to share their stories about mental health in an effort to end the stigma. For more info on this and how to get involved, check out carlosvierafoundation.org.